what is happening? My wife needs to stop gyrating. She's doing some weird dance. Gyrating. I, I, I don't know what that word means, but still. Anyways. Maybe you should get the dictionary and look it up, because I, I was I, not I, doing I don't that. Need it. I don't need Alexa, what does... Hello? She's not in here. Alexa. Alexa, give me... Alexa, refill my coffee. Why is my coffee not refilled? Because she's not in here, and she does not refill coffee. That's what I was doing before. Was that just you? Yes, but I'm Larissa, not Alexa. Oh. Larissa, feel like a... Oh, sorry. Anyways, what's up, everybody? I'm not your maid. Yeah. Just that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> Y'all should see the look I'm getting right now. Yeah. It would burn through my hands if I had them. <laughs> Y'all should see it. Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Woo! Broadcasting live to you directly from the studio at Newberry Castle. This is the Dysfunctional Podcast with Philip and Larissa, where we put the fun in dysfunctional. Woohoo! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. What? Why are you looking at me like that now? Why I'm do you not keep... looking at you anyway. Yeah, you're giving me a look. Why can't I? Oh, my gosh. Ladies I and gentlemen. I always give you some kind of look. Yes, you are giving me a look right now. Right now. She's giving me a look, ladies and gentlemen. And it is a look that is not a good... What? Why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep over there like you're like silently sighing to yourself? Yeah, that right there. Yeah, and that that's the look I'm talking about. I am not. I mean, I can if you like. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Speaking of welcome to my world, um, let's just get into it now because um, I'm going to need to go ahead and do what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to need to do that like now. Because there's probably going to be a puddle of water in here. Puddle of water? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. My tears are just going to be conflating. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, with the topic yeah. that we're talking about. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, there is going to be a, there's a tear jerk notice right there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, cool. Okay. If I'd have known that, I'd have brought some tissues, some of the Kleenexes. It's okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, today the episode is titled, Cast All Your Cares. So that means we're going to be talking about Casting all our cares on God. Um, But in all seriousness, we are going to discuss that. Casting all your cares on God. And, you know, no matter the circumstances, we should do that. You know, nothing is too big or too small for God to handle. And surrendering our worries to God is going to, uh, it's going to to bring us hope Mm -hmm. and peace and a renewed sense of trust Mm -hmm. in Him. So let's just jump right in. So, the Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. It's a good one. This invitation is a powerful reminder that of God's deep love and concern for us. He longs for us to bring every concern and every burden 
and every worry and every care and everything to him. He is attentive and compassionate. I agree. You know, it's remarkable to think that the God of the universe cares so much for us individually and wants to carry our burdens. That is pretty spectacular, isn't it? It also shows the significance of surrendering our cares to God. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. This verse emphasizes the act of casting, intentionally releasing our burdens onto God's capable hands. When we surrender our cares to him, we find support and security in his unwavering presence and grace. Yep. You know, I've talked about this before, but I haven't really expanded on what I did or even why I just wanted to talk. I would talk to God or even cry out to him in frustration about fixing Philip. Yes, fixing Philip. Well, fixing Philip in his addiction. There's no fixing Not Philip altogether. Like, <laughs> Not like physically fixing him, but like the addiction and just the trials and tribulations of the things that we went through. We've never really talked about those things and why I thought the way I thought and why I did the things that I did. You know, I had to give this to God because I knew I could not fix the situation or even control the situation. First, I had to come to that realization that I could not fix it and that I could not control it. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because you're kind of a control... Uh... Just a little... Yeah. My wife's kind of a control freak, y'all. So um, that that you know gives you an insight into how difficult it that that like, adds a layer. I could of, not change you myself. Exactly, and that adds a layer of difficulty to it. And after coming to that realization, I had to lay it at Jesus's feet. Like everything, every time I would get frustrated or sad, I would just pray to God. And sometimes I would even cry myself to sleep praying to Him because I was so distraught by what was going on in our marriage, by those trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that reminds me of the story of Hannah. Um, it's found in the first book of Samuel. Hannah was a woman that was burdened by the pain of infertility. She was mocked by her rival, and she was feeling deep sorrow in her heart. Yet, in her distress, Hannah poured out her soul to God, casting her cares upon him. And through her intense prayer and surrender, God granted her the desire of her heart, and she became the mother of the prophet Samuel. Hannah's story, it teaches us the the transformative power of casting our cares on God, even in our darkest moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't always easy. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't. Like, <laughs> to give things to Jesus, it wasn't always easy. No, it's not. Our marriage wasn't always easy. No, no. You know, I was continually lied to, manipulated, and treated less than in a way I really didn't know how to handle. Philip would get so drunk, I couldn't even drink because he basically had enough for the both of us. Or he would pass out and I would have to figure out how to get him to the car to go home. There would be 
times that he would tell me one thing and that's not where he was or who he was with. And I had no clue where he was or what he was doing. This was pre-find my iPhone, y'all. So, you know, it's not like she could just like, <laughs> locate me. No, I mean, it's funny. And there were even times that I would locate you and you would be like, oh, that's not where I am. The, look, yeah. the GPS is off. And yeah, but I really then, didn't then when know we got iPhones, then it's still, yeah. You know, those things may not have been, ac- they were not always completely accurate at the time. Yeah, yeah, technology was a little different. And, you know, that's, I would get so frustrated and so sad and so mad and all of these anger, emotions, and eventually, like, you have to choose how to deal with those things. You have to choose how to deal with the frustrations and the sadness and the actions of others. Whether, you know, how you choose those things, you know, whether they're your spouse or your friend or whatever, you as a person have to choose how you're going to act and respond to that. You know, I had friends who would be like, well, why don't you just get a divorce? Or why don't you just leave? And I always went back to be like, what would Jesus want me to do? What would God want me to do? Because that's ultimately my marriage was a covenant. Mm -hmm. Just like God has a covenant with us. You know, like I had to go back and be like, okay, God, like, you know, you know where my heart is. You know that there's only so much I I can eventually take. But the only answer that I could come up with was, you know, what would God want me to do? And the only thing I could come up with was God would want me to be married and continue to be married. To give it to him. And... I would ask that every day, every time. Eventually, God was changing Philip's heart. And as his heart was changing, my peace changed. My anxious heart was more peaceful because I knew God was going to do something big with Philip. Yeah, you know, peace is peace is a is a well, there's also a sense of peace that comes from casting our cares on God. You know, in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Apostle Paul writes, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, speaking of Paul... Think about the story of Paul and Silas, everybody. You know, they were imprisoned for their faith, but instead of being overwhelmed by fear and desperation and all those type of things, they cast, they casted, they cast, they, what's the word? Whatever casted. it is. Casted. They cast, they decided to cast all their cares. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they decided to cast all their cares upon God through prayer and worship. And so as they were in prison, 
for their faith, and they were praising God in the midst of those dire circumstances, an earthquake occurred, breaking their chains and opening the prison doors. Like, can you imagine that? And the peace of God filled their hearts, even in the midst of all that adversity. You know, this remarkable story demonstrates, at least in my opinion, it demonstrates God's power when we cast our cares on him. And then we can also read in Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those who my, whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. He was saying to God, saying, God, you will keep perfect peace. Peace. Did I just say peace? You did. He was, but, but seriously, he was saying that God's going to keep perfect peace inside the minds of those who are steadfast because they trust in him. You know, and, and that just, that, that, that speaks volumes. It really does. You know, when we surrender our cares to God and we entrust them into his loving care, we can experience a deep sense of peace that, well, as the verse previously stated, surpasses all understanding. You know, there was a point, you know, like, like you were saying that eventually Philip's heart changed, right? Eventually my heart had to change. And eventually I knew that there was something that, that, I mean, I knew something had to give. I knew that, that, that I was on the brink of losing everything in my entire life. And I knew that there was no way that I could, well, I, I, I finally came to the understanding that I couldn't do it myself. And I, and, and I came to the realization that it was, through him, that he was the only way that I was going to be able to, to not lose everything, you know? And then at that point, you know, what's, what's left, right? But there came a realization in there that I had to have him and I had to change, but I needed his help to change. And once I came to that realization and actually did the, the, the cliche thing for an addict, was admitting I had a problem, all of a sudden I started to feel more peace, you know? And then as I, as I worked through the steps in recovery, I gained more and more peace. As I began to learn and understand that I needed God in my life, and then when I actually became a Christian, the sense of peace was just overwhelming, you know? I, 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 I talk about, whenever, whenever I talk to to groups, and I talk, given my testimony, I talk about whenever, at that moment, whenever I actually gave my life to God and made Him the King of my life, physically, I, 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 I try to use the physical, the, the, the view of me just kind of squatting and, and lifting up because it was as if there was a burden lifted off of me because of that sense of peace that I had, that I had, you know, and, and, and it just, it, felt like I was a completely different person. And that was because I had cast all my cares on him at that point, you know, and we don't always do this every, I mean, we have to do this continually. It's not just a one-time thing. It's not like, okay, here you go. You know, it's a, it's a, our human nature is to try to help ourselves, you know, but you can't help yourself. No, that's the thing. It's, you know, God expects us to, to not just sit there and let him do it all, but we can't do it by ourselves. You know, one of the most commonly misunderstood things, it, one, something that if you ask people, I saw something not too long ago saying, what's not in the Bible that people think is in the Bible? And it's God helps those who help themselves. No, that's not in the Bible. God does not help anyone who helps himself. 
you know. Um, so we have to give to him. It's it's a daily thing. It really is. Daily, we have to cast our cares upon him. Give, give him our worries. You know, we may give it to him one day and then the next day it may be the same exact thing, but we have to do it again, you know. And mm-hmm. so th- that's one of the things that we have to we have to we have to understand. But there's such a sense of peace that comes from casting our cares upon him. You know, there's another important concept to keep in mind, and that is nothing is too big or small for the magnitude and precision of God's power. You know, our human brain can't really comprehend that idea. Exactly right, yeah. Philippians 4.19. Wait, Philippians what? 4.19. Oh, 4.19. I like 4.13, but (laughs) 4.19 is good too. Apostle, the Apostle Paul says, And my God will meet you at your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. This verse tells us that our Father is not limited by the size or complexity of our cares, but he's a God of abundance who meets all of our needs according to his infinite riches yeah jesus also said in matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 come to me all you are who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so hang on, hang on. so one thing i want to say he says come to me all you are weary all- if you're weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Then mm-hmm. he proceeds to go on to say, you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That, that, that's peace. That's peace. Which is what we were talking about also. See? Exactly. Um, not only with my experience with our marriage, I also remember the power of prayer as a child. You know, I told somebody this story the other day. Oh, really? A story that I think you're going to tell. So, when I was a child, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And they needed a new roof on their house. And the only way they were going to get a new roof was if the house insurance paid for it. Because, well, they didn't have a lot of money. So, my parents said that we needed to pray for hail. And it was like the middle of summer or something. Like, you don't expect hail to show up in the middle of summer. Well, like, as a child, I, it seems weird. It's like, wait, you mean I'm praying for something to damage your so, house? So, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. But my parents were very insistent. Pray for hail. Pray for hail. Pray for hail. And I thought it was like, as a kid, you're like, I'm praying for something bad. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'm praying for something bad. And then what happened? Hail came like and two weeks later. We prayed for like two weeks. Yep. And hail came. And your parents got a new roof. And my parents got a new roof. Yep. See? But we had faith and we relied solely on faith and depended on Jesus to bring and, pro- and God to provide yep. hail, right? And when we do this, what happens then? When we do that, your life will change. Will like, change. there is yep. no question no doubt your life will change when you solely 
rely on him and you are giving him everything. Yep. It's kind of an amazing thing to see. Totally. An experience because I was like, okay, we're going to pray for hell. And it's not that I doubted that. I had a faith that God would provide something, but I didn't really think it was going to be hail. But no, two weeks later, we had hail. It's it's weird praying for something that seems destructive. You know, it's almost like you're praying. It's like, I mean, it it just, it, it, it feels and seems backwards, especially for a child. You know, but now as an adult, like I, I always am reminded of that. Like, that that sticks with you. That sticks with you. You know, throughout history and in our present lives, we witness countless examples of individuals who have experienced the transformative power of casting their cares on God. From biblical figures to ordinary people to children praying for hail. The stories they inspire us to trust in God's unwavering love and care. You know, life is a journey. We must try, trust and rely on God, knowing that he cares for us deeply. And as we cast our cares upon him, we discover that his love and power are more sufficient to carry us through every situation. In moments of worry, let us intentionally surrender our cares to him, knowing that he will be, that he is faithful and capable of carrying our burdens. As we release our worries to him, we can experience peace that surpasses all understanding, expectations. We will have blessings that exceed our expectations. And his loving care that will sustain us through every single circumstance. Just a couple of questions to think about. How are you casting your cares upon Jesus? Or are you? Mm -hmm. And what kind of faith are you having about those circumstances? That's the thing is you got to have enough faith to pray for hail if needed, you know. But uh, but yeah. I didn't lose it. There's not a puddle of water. You didn't. You didn't. So you're uh, good. I good. was close. Yeah, I, 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 I got a little teared up there. Uh, you're beautiful. Bored doggo to death. Obviously. She's just over there snoring up a storm. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a suggestion. You should go to linktree.com slash 413productions. You can go there and you can find all of our social media stuff, all of our, all of our everything, all of our... Apparel, um, what else? What else is there? Oh, there's a podcast. A pod- there's... Wait, wait, who does a pod? We do a podcast? Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, not just that. Oh, we need to put those on there, but you can see our website. You can go to the, see where you're going to be speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Events. And you can see social media. Social media. I already said that, I think. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Videos. You can see videos, you can see all kinds of stuff. You can contact us. You know, we'd love to hear from you, any things like that. So that's about it, y'all. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.